it's amazing how such a nostalgic song can remind you how much easier life, life sucks. was. <laughs> <laughs> life sucks. What's up? How are you, David? How how is how's your first week of Disney Plus been? It it hasn't been without its its hiccups. That's or for flaws. sure. Uh, but you know what? Like it is, it is like being a child all over again. What was the first thing you did when you turned on Disney Plus? I took my pants off. All right, and then what did you? Because you got to get real comfortable, and you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't be watching endless movies with pants on. They're too constricting. Yeah, Disney Plus is now the number one leader in obesity in the United States of America. They, they are the number one cause of obesity move, now. Yeah. Move over McDonald's. Disney Plus has decided you will no longer work out or be physically active ever well, again. Well, see, that's the thing. I think Disney is was working with like Uber Eats, DoorDash, Skip the Dishes, all that stuff, to get the fast food restaurants on board just so that people will never leave the houses. That is very possible. I mean, we've we've cracked the code. Yeah. We can end the show now knowing fully <laughs> that Disney will have us sued. We just actually received our cease and desist. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just came down the pipeline right now. Yeah. Um, actually, no, like the Disney Plus service is uh, it, for, for anyone who has been living under a rock for the last year. Or who doesn't have Facebook or Instagram and shared or, to everyone that they had Disney Plus. Literally the internet. If, you've, if you haven't been on the internet and like... A year, a year. Uh, Disney Plus is the latest and greatest streaming service that uh, is attempting to take on streaming behemoth Netflix. And so far, I think they are on track. Um, I was I was amazed with the number of movies and TV series and all that that was on the uh, yeah available like at release i was surprised and shocked with some of the ones that weren't and then i realized that some of them might have been nickelodeon shows or they just don't have the the remasters complete or mm-hmm. they, they like there were some old shows that i watched when i was a kid that i was like dying to see if it would be here like i don't know do you remember a tv show called the jersey uh yeah it sounds vaguely familiar it was four kids who shared a sports jersey and they became like superstars oh, yeah. or whatever sport yeah. yeah i was i was excited for that one um i i think i spent the first hour of disney plus watching the intros to cartoons and old family yes i put shows. on like ducktales darkwing duck darkwing duck yeah the x-men I which watched, just put uh, me into like nostalgia land i watched like the first episode of recess and doug's nice. on there yeah it was, it's it's great and one thing i noticed is that they have listings of movies that are currently on Netflix. That uh, so Netflix has an agreement with Disney for a lot of the movies, right? That they they had uh, they had played, and so they have the listing. So uh, Star Wars: uh, The Last Jedi, for example, that's currently on Netflix. Disney has an agreement with Netflix that. Uh, the Last Jedi will be available until end of December. But on Disney Plus, there is a listing for Star Wars The Last Jedi. But it says, uh, due to uh, ag- agreements or whatever like that, this 
will be available uh, December 26, 2019. Yeah, so I was actually, there was a, a great BuzzFeed article, which is something you would never actually say, like BuzzFeed having a great article. But there was a great one they put out of like content that like if you're missing parts of a series, this is where it is. So it was like if you're trying to watch through all the Marvel movies, Thor Ragnarok and Thor Dark World are sitting on Netflix. But who's Aven- going to watch The Dark World? Well, it's going to be people who are trying to plow all the way through. That's true. I thought about watching it once again. That was like the the one thing I watched, um, which I've learned that some of the Disney Plus stuff is out of order, which is really unfortunate. Um, what do you mean like, it's out of order? Uh Crystal was watching um, Kim Possible, and we were trying to like look up th- the voice actors for some people, and like the episodes were out of order. She was like six episodes in, but it, we were clearly watching episode number two. <laughs> oh. um, I know, based like, on the with the Star Wars Clone Wars series, they well they're 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 listed in episode order, but not chronological order. Apparently, on this the Star Wars website, there's an actual order that you're supposed to watch the series that makes sense chronologically and they, they don't have it that way that's a little odd and yeah. very canon of star wars yeah um the uh, the other yeah so i was watching 1994 spider-man is how i've been referencing it to people in conversation yeah because there's like a dozen different spider-man tv yeah, shows there's so many different ones but the the 94 one is the one i grew up on right so yeah. that's the one that like i was watching it and in the first episode, Spider-Man's like, oh, the Avengers don't have to do this. The Defenders don't have to do this. Well, maybe the Hulk. I was like, holy shit, did I miss all this when I was a kid? And, like, I'm just getting back to it now? It's crazy. Uh, what else did we watch? We watched Zootopia, but apparently they don't have the name correct. So the poster says Zootropolis. Um, because no, Zoot- no. Zootropolis is the UK title. I had to look this up. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. You uh, So, because... I was at uh, I was at school the other day, and one of my one of my buddies saw that they had like the movie uh, Zootopia there, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, on Netflix or on uh, Disney Plus, it's uh, Zootropolis." Like they changed the name. I was like, "Are you sure that's not like a sequel or something?" He's like, "No, that's like the first movie." So we looked it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah." Uh, so apparently, in the uh, United Kingdom, they changed the title to Zootropolis because Metropolis is a common term in the uk for a large uh city or area like that so they changed the name there so that it made sense to people in the uk you want to know another fun fact which is something i just remembered and i thought about it because i thought the movie was a little bit, bit different from the time i first watched it regionally the movie was released and the television commentators or the news anchors were the national anthem or not anthem animal so in Canada, all the Zootopia releases, like it was voiced by the same person apparently, right. but all the Zootopia um, news anchors were moose here. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, uh, appara- and, and I, there was another thing uh, in Captain America when he's looking at, I think it's like the first one or something, when he's looking at his list of things to check out, depending on what region in the world the movie was being played the list was different that that kind of makes sense like i'm used to all the north american ones so i wouldn't have thought right, of anything so different i haven't seen i haven't watched it on uh, disney plus but 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see which uh, options are on his list for uh, the movie on Disney Plus. Uh, one sense. would assume we're going to get the North American versions of all those films. But we're getting the we're getting the UK version of Zootopia. Yeah, but I'm wondering if there's a, a licensing problem in North America with Zootopia. Because it was Disney and somebody else, wasn't it, that, that did Zootopia? Uh, I, just, I find that fascinating. Don't they have, like, or was that, like, a Fox thing? Was that DreamWorks or something? Whatever it is that well, Fox's animation company? It definitely says... Um, I'm just trying to get some information on it. It was a fairly good movie. Did you watch it again? Yeah. I haven't watched it again. I've watched it once, and I remember yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's been it's been kind of fun because Chris has just been like she'll turn on a movie and I'll just be like yeah right. <laughs> so, right, like that's the thing is like you could literally put anything on and it's enjoyable. I, I've been waiting for, um, what's it called? Um, Toy Story Four. I'm in love with this fork. The fork is like the greatest thing of all time. I know he's just a stupid piece of trash, but it's so good. Um, they've released two, um, I want to say like little short films with starring the fork and ham. Yeah. Uh, the first one is asking what money is and he's asking ham what coins are. Uh, is, is Toy Story 4 available on home video yet? I don't know. That's the other thing. See, cause it might, it might not be until, uh, it, it might not be on Disney plus until it is available for rent or purchase. On home video. That would make sense. In a store near you. So this was done by Walt Disney. That's the label that it was produced under. Under uh, And Warner Brothers did the sound. Zootopia was released in, in Disney, or Disney Digital 3D, Real 3D, and IMAX 3D, making it the first Disney animated film shown in domestic IMAX theaters since Treasure Planet in 2002. Um... The film was retitled for a theatrical release across several international territories in the UK and other European and Middle Eastern and North African countries. The film was renamed Zootropolis, a reference to the concept of metropolis rather than a utopia. Uh, this was due to Disney being unable to trademark Zootopia in other territories, including Danish, uh, <laughs> because the Danish zoo had the name Zootopia. <laughs> That's oh, so funny. Um, in China, uh, they were granted a rare two-week extension to play the movie in theaters in addition to a limited 30-day run. Wow, which never happens in China. And in Germany, the film was titled Zoomania due to a children's book by German author Kay Fischer titled Zootropolis, released in 2010. And it was marketed to each country based on their animal. That is su- so cool. I'm surprised that Disney didn't just release it as Utopia and then sue everyone who had something prior with the same name. I I, I think if something's been established long enough, Disney can kind of fuck off. <laughs> I mean, the, all I'm seeing is that it was done by Walt Disney's uh, Pictures, Walt Disney Animation, and Walt Disney Motion Pictures. So, to answer your first question, I don't know. Um, did you watch the, uh, the Mandalorian? No, I have not. I have seen baby Yoda, Yoda memes everywhere. Man, you, okay. That's... If you don't want spoilers, you need to watch that series, like, the day that it comes out. 
Why? Is Baby Yoda a huge spoiler? Uh, yeah. Well, it's good to know that Yoda's well and kicking. Well, it's not Yoda, though. It's Baby Yoda. Yeah, well, okay, so here's the thing. Don't tell me. I'll watch it. No one... No, like, it, this is canon. Well, the, the the series takes place, like, ten years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Um. So, Yoda is dead. There is never been a reference to what Yoda's race is. And they have only had like two or three of them appear in the movies that are technically canon. So this is like the third uh, third time or fourth time that a Yoda creature has been shown. But since no one knows what type of creature they are, they're You're everyone's gonna say calling alien. Baby Yoda. It is Baby Yoda. Yeah, but it is not Yoda. And that's uh, the one thing that people need to understand is that it's uh, not Yoda. There's a, there's a meme floating around the internet, and I, I saw it on Reddit, so I, uh, I, I'm glad I get to reference it tonight. But it's a panel that Yoda saying, do or do not, there is no try. Then it's uh, a panel of, we're going to call it Baby Yoda, saying, boomer, okay. And then Yoda just turns around and is like, listen here, you little shit. Very topical for the times that we're in currently right now, with OK Boomer being one of the biggest memes out there. Mm -hmm. I think it's the meme of the month. But going back to Disney Plus a little bit before we uh, move on to some other things, there's some disappointment as well. As you know and our listeners know, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Like I, It's right up there with superheroes for me. And The Simpsons has been nothing short of a disappointment. I love the fact that I can stream it and all the like the audio is still there, but the way they crop the aspect ratio to make it 16 by 9, they've cut out a lot of visual jokes. That make it funny, yeah. Yeah, like um, the, the Duff Light and Duff Regular and Duff Dry is all coming from the exact same, uh, like three pipes are going into one pipe, right? But you can't see that in the widescreen version. Um some friends of mine noticed it rather quickly also in their, their playthrough because Disney Plus doesn't have a Are You Still Alive feature like Netflix does or stop after X amount of episodes, which I mean, in all honesty, if Netflix or Disney Plus or Amazon gave us the option to set how many episodes we'd want to watch before it asked us again, that'd be fucking amazing. Yeah. But... It doesn't. So uh, a friend of mine got to season three within like the first day and they realized that the Michael Jackson episode was missing. Disney just cut it. They're like, nope, we are starting season three at episode two. Interesting. Right, 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 right. So this is where my other gripe with Disney Plus is. So I leave for a few hours and my girlfriend falls asleep. I left and she was watching Lizzie McGuire. Which is, I think, in the top ten of streamed television shows right now on Disney+. Plus. Doesn't surprise me. It's a very nostalgic show. Everybody wants to watch it. I came back, and it seemed like an entire season had passed. I mean, I was only gone for four hours, but it literally just didn't stop playing. It doesn't stop playing. I turned on a show the other night just to test it out, and it got to, like, episode 20 by the time I woke up. <laughs> That's not good. Apparently... 
Disney has heard your cries and complaints, everyone. And they are putting a continue watching back into... Or, sorry. Um, they're not putting an auto-stop yet. But the, the biggest gripe that I've had and a lot of other people have had is when you start a television show, it doesn't tell you where you've left off. Yeah. So there's no continue watching feature. Yeah. I, which is I apparently that with, uh, loading up today. Mandalorian, probably? No. Mandalorian's only at two episodes. So, so what Disney's doing with their original series... Uh, they are releasing instead of doing what Netflix does, where they release them all at once or have for most yeah. of them. Uh, Disney is releasing, as far as I know, moving forward, or at least with Mandalorian and the Jeff Goldblum show, uh, a new episode every Friday. That's what's going to happen with the Marvel series too. Yeah. So, uh, and that makes sense, right? Because uh, they have a uh, set. You can get a seven-day trial. So if they had the Mandalorian release all at once right everyone's just gonna subscribe for the free trial watch the whole series and then not necessarily subscribe but uh yeah but i ran into the same problem with uh star wars the clone wars obviously uh because they they took it off of netflix a while ago and i was watching it so i was probably about three quarters of the way through season two and i figured okay well whatever i'll scroll over to the episode that i need to watch Watched a few episodes, and then when I went back, it goes back to, like, season one, episode one. And I'm like, oh, man, like, this is the worst. Because if you don't remember what episode you're at, then you're going to spend more time, like, going through and, like, reading every description. Be like, did I watch that one? Did I watch that one? Yeah. So this is something that I really wish they that they would add. And I think, I think if they were to add this, it would set them apart from literally every other streaming service out there. Which is? They need to make custom playlists. So well, imagine they do have like this. a list that you can do. Well, you can add the you can add a uh, watch list, which everything has that. But I'm saying make like a custom playlist so that it will auto play episodes or, or movies right after the other. So think about think about it this way: you want to make your Saturday morning cartoon playlist. So you put in all the shows that you used to watch as a kid. and Are, are you trying to reinvent Winamp? Because this is what it sounds like you're trying to do. Really? Yeah. So you put all the shows that you want in as a kid, <laughs> and you you start it. So VLC. What, what it could do is so take, we'll say, four series. What it will do is it could play episode one of each one in order. So from episode one from series one episode two from series two episode three from series or one from series one two three right once it gets to the end of the series selection that you've added it goes to episode two of the first one you know what i mean so like you could just let it go for a few hours and you're not watching the same show over and over and over again and you are kind of seeing everything as it goes along in the series yeah Right, like, and you could do the same thing for uh, for movies. Like, say you wanted to do a uh, a Marvel marathon, right? You could load all the Marvel movies that you want to watch in skip, chronological order. S- yeah, skip Thor: The Dark World, um, skip Captain America one through four. Uh, you know, all all the bad ones, and it could just play them in a row, and you don't have to like. Not that really playing the next movie is a big deal, but it would be cool. 
I would love to have a Saturday morning playlist. You know, put uh, Recess, Doug, Gargoyles, Darkwing do, Duck. Do, do you know what they should call it? Saturday morning. No. Do you remember <laughs> what? what it used to be called? One Saturday morning on uh, ABC. That's true. I'm just oh. I like the other thing that I'm I'm hopeful for, aside from just continue watching, is just some of the ABC shows that they own to come to the streaming platform and for Fox to add more than just the Simpsons. I love the Simpsons dearly, but I would also just sit here for like three days and watch Futurama well, without like, contest whatsoever. We are getting a lot of older movies as well that were released through Fox. Um, oh, but there well, are some great great uh, Star Wars movies on there. No, there there are some great old movies that I'm just like going through and yeah, a lot of them are Disney movies still, but uh, like Inspector Gadget, Heavyweights. Did you, have you ever seen Heavyweights? No. Okay. Everyone, you if you haven't seen Heavyweights, you need to go see Heavyweights. It is, I, th- I think it is the unofficial prequel to Dodgeball. <laughs> You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And and if you watch the movie, you will understand what I mean by that. So, while, while our review for Disney Plus is mainly positive, David and I have some gripes. There were some problems, uh, and I still actually run into these problems, and it, it's really annoying during uh, The Mandalorian. Do you know what? What, what system are you streaming it on? Pardon me? What system are you using to stream? I'm using my Apple TV. Okay. I uh, am currently running it on uh, my PS4. We have it on Apple TV, and in the bedroom we have it on the PS4. My glorified so, Blu-ray player. So you, you might be able to, uh, you might be able to tell me if you've run into this problem on your PS4 or your Apple TV. Um, I've run into where I will start a stream, and it will play for maybe five to ten minutes. And then the video will pause, but the audio will keep going. Yes, I've had that. You've had that? Now, have it, has it been on both? Or just, just the PlayStation. See, okay. See, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just a PlayStation problem, but based off of our experience, right now it's just a PlayStation problem. That night, I'm pretty sure the, the app's interface does not cooperate well with others on the PlayStation. Um, like, I know I've bounced between, like, like, I've been like, oh, I don't want to watch Disney Plus, so I'm gonna go to Netflix, and then I try and go back, and it's like cannot connect. And you have to like close everything, and you're like, fuck. But it's that's like the least of my concerns because mm-hmm. typically we watch shows. Um, like, I think a personal rule of mine is like I always try and have something on in the background that I know I've seen before that won't like like it. I could watch it, but I could fall asleep to it. We tried to watch Monsters University while trying to go to bed, and I stayed up for the whole movie. Because I was like, I forgot this movie. This movie's so good. It's so, like, I don't imaginative. Think I, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Yeah, you will enjoy it. It's it's very immersive for a Pixar film. Um, the only other gripe I really have, and this is something that just really grinds my gears, if you will, is I typed in the word Christmas. Because I was like, you know what? Disney has a fucking huge catalog of Christmas movies, right? And, like, we wanted to see that new Noel movie um, with Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. Haven't seen it yet, but we'll report as it, soon as we have. It, it looks interesting. It looks funny, which is, I think, 
a staple for me for Christmas movies. <clears throat> Anyways, you type in Christmas and you get like 12 movies with the title including the word Christmas. Little did I know, because I just started looking through the entire library, there was like 75 Christmas movies. You'd think these jackasses would have just been like, hey, let's make a holiday section. Let's let's make a Christmas movie section. Nope. Not at all. Like yeah, going, but, going but with your idea. If I could pick just, all the TV they shows. They just added or started everything, right? Like Yeah, but like they if you look at some of the categories they have, it's not like they're not obscure. There's like superheroes, there's action, there's sports, there's fantasy, there's documentaries. Which Th- reminds their, me. Their catalog system is kind of their Weird, catalog system is somewhere in between Amazon and Netflix. Because they have over 500 movies, but if you scroll through all of them, it doesn't look like there's 500 movies there. And, uh, but, okay, so think of it this way, though. How long does it take for Netflix to update their, I guess, their their interface to show things like Christmas movies. Pretty much instantly now, but we're used to it but, Netflix. But we're used to it. But when they first launched, it was a few weeks. I just right? I feel as if this is something that they should have prepared for at launch because launch was November. Well, yeah. But when you think about it, they they, they did have their beta testing period, right? But that was a a very small in New Zealand. Small test, right? So, if we if we look at the problems that they had on launch day, which was November twelfth, right? A lot of people couldn't even log in, or they 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 could log into the and, and view stuff, but not actually load any content. I I had that problem where I could see what was there, I could go through the main screen list, but then when I clicked on a title, nothing would load, and this was a problem. Their their servers were being bombarded, so. It makes sense that they're not going to be releasing um, all of these these features that we are so used to right away. Um, because if they do that, then it gets if 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 they release something that it breaks the system, then it breaks it for you know millions of people. Which is what happened with continue watching. Yeah. Now, because did from- Nove- was November twelfth an an odd time to launch their streaming service no it was I, a tuesday <laughs> i think so yeah it's kind of weird they could have done it at the beginning of november they could have done it you know beginning of december they needed uh, those 12 days man but yeah hopefully they're they're taking the last two weeks of november and using that as a kind of like a extended testing system time to implement like features and stuff like that so that come christmas when i feel like uh that time of year when people have more time off and more people are streaming they have a better infrastructure set up and less problems so if we were to to come up with our top three wish list for netflix or not not netflix and chill (laughs) disney plus and thrust what would they be like what do you mean films well no like i mean features like films, there's hundreds of movies. Like I care more about TV shows. I want, yeah. I want Scrubs. I want Futurama. I want like old school, like the famous Jet Jackson. That was awesome. 
So I can think of two features right off the bat that I would love that I would think would be very unique. All right. Let, one, let's, let's have them. One I mentioned earlier. Oh, a, cu- a custom playlist. Customized yeah. playlist, yeah. And I would like a like a pick for me button. So when you set up there your profile. No. Like, um, not like pick for me, but it, there's an algorithm that shows up in your top line of things that you might like. No, see, I want something that's even less work. So, <laughs> so based on your viewing pattern, fuck my viewing pattern. Yeah, no, who gives a shit about my viewing patterns? I want you to choose for me. So, you pick in your profile series and TV shows that you enjoy, genres that you enjoy, right? So then, what it will have on the screen or on the menu, right? It'll have a "I can't decide" button. And it literally will just like do a roulette of something, and then it just starts playing a movie. Oh, that's and it won't cool. play movies or yeah, it won't play movies that you've already watched, right? So it'll play something new. So uh, then, literally, you don't have to worry about spending an hour going through the menu looking for a movie to watch, or be like, oh yeah, well I have seen that one already. Like I guess I could watch it. Like I'll I'll think about it, and then they keep scrolling for something else do you know what that reminds me of and i i know you used to use this website too because i like we used it together stumble upon stumble upon yeah that was great like what a what a fantastic throwback callback like stumble upon was you just put in your interests and then you hit next and like somebody learned a lot of stuff like it was crazy and then you like if you wanted to expand like your search horizons Oh, it was unbelievable. I think StumbleUpon was how I discovered Tumblr. I discovered a few game sites back in the day. It was just, it was great. I mean, we're talking about tech, like a, a website that died eight years ago. But um, just to finish this off, oh, we have customizable playlists. I put as one of my tops as better playlist curation. Um, just giving some ideas like holidays or styles or... Um, the one thing Netflix does is you can search movies by actor. So if you want to watch Tim Allen movies, as an example, because Disney has a fuck ton of them, right? Yeah. There you go. There's three Santa Clauses, four Toy Stories, and a Partridge in a Pear Tree. Jungle to Jungle, all that kind of stuff. I, if you could even search by that or kind of like what your viewing interests are, I think you're right. And then obviously continue watching for me. Super important because like I don't want to start on a 25 season series and not know where I am. Like, was I here? Was I here? I don't know. But we will, we will post our ideas on our new Facebook, which we'll tell you about soon um, near the end of the show, probably. Um, And we want you guys to help us decide. It's, it's simple. Maybe, maybe we'll get in touch and in tune. The one thing I will Say you you touched on something earlier. Um, there was um, the continue watching service um, originally got suspended because of the amount of people trying to get onto the system at the same time. But Disney is also starting to to nuke accounts that have IPs all over the place. So what's happening is within your really? within your four yeah the, I was reading about this the other day. Within your account, you are allowed four unique users or IPs. Like four active streams. Yes. Yeah. 
But so like in my case, my sister has an IP address in Guelph and I have one here in Toronto. Um, but like this is where we use our IPs. You have yours where you are. But a lot of people are out there sharing their um, like I saw it on like TikTok as an example. People are like, here, fam, go ahead, use my account, whatever. Right. Everybody wants to use Disney Plus because people are stupid. Everybody gets a seven day trial. People are just dumb. Um, so what's happened is Disney seeing like this, your account's password is logged in in Guelph, Toronto, Mexico, Toledo, Texas, Niagara Falls. And people are just like, Disney's just like, okay. So realistically, maybe three of these are real. Maybe you got a cousin who's in Florida using your Disney plus. Cool. Maybe your login that's on your laptop's IP has taken a trip to Kingston, Right. Right. They're cool with that shit. Or like the fact like that I have a I've dedicated an IP which is at my parents' house to them. They want to use it, they can use it all. Like obviously we can't submit the IP, but it takes your four first logins and those are your, like your natives. Like four generic locations. But like right. there was one that got found on the internet. I laughed so hard when I read this. 1,842 unique logins before Disney suspended it. 1,842. Well, there there have been reports that uh, Disney Plus accounts have already been hacked. Yeah, which is scary so, as shit. So that could be why they are doing it, right? Because I'm, I'm splitting the account with my brother and my sister. My brother lives out in Edmonton, and my sister lives in the same city as me. So... so I could see that being kind of uh, almost a red flag if they were looking at uh, where single user accounts are being logged in from, right? Because one's on the complete opposite of the country. Now, the the difference is that that was that one was logged in with like like you had said it was one of like the earlier logins that I'd ever used. But the thing is, is like people will stream on their phones. Yeah. Right. So if I'm streaming on my phone, like if I check my phone's IP address, it's put, it puts me in Toronto because that's where like my the data center is for some reason on where I'm I'm getting my data connection. I, I, I'm interested, like I know where you're going with this, but I'm interested to see like how they're verifying stuff like that. Like I have it on my phone as well, but my interest would be like, how are they verifying like a mobile phone compared to like a wired in entity or like something on a, like a, a home Wi-Fi? Because very clearly, you like your brother lives out west, right? Yeah. So there's an established IP in that home. Well, see, also they're going to see, they can see what type of device is being connected, right? Like they'll see that I'm connected through the Android app. They'll see that someone's connected through an iOS app. They'll see that someone's connected through a Windows PC in whatever city. I think where the problem might arise is... Um, if they are seeing constant logging connections from multiple countries for the same account. Yeah. The the one thing Netflix, I think, has implemented really strongly, um, and a lot of people don't realize this, but the the you might like this, or because you watch this curation system that Netflix has, is a unique algorithm based on your watching habits, right? So That's when, right. like, my Netflix account, same as disney plus like i have it uh my sister uses my netflix my girlfriend uses my netflix 
And my parents have it on, like, set up onto their TV. So, like, we all use that, right? The way Netflix determines if somebody's all of a sudden spoofing your account is it just takes all that data from all those... Like, if you watch a bunch of the same types of movies, like, let's say on my account, I watch, like, a lot more action and comedy stuff. I don't watch a lot of serious dramas or rom-coms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Chris watches a lot of rom-coms, documentaries, and stuff like that. If all of a sudden her account started randomly watching, not like one or two action movies, like maybe we watch something on her account instead of mine. That's okay. But if all of a sudden it sees like sporadic like activity that doesn't make sense, it'll flag your account. Much like your bank account will flag your account if all of a sudden spending is really weird. And Netflix has implemented this in because Netflix is getting into the we're about to suspend a bunch of bitches mode for doing the exact same thing. So with the 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 users on your account, what they're doing is if you pay for four users, it's looking at the curation. With Disney Plus, the one thing I've noticed and like I've seen people who have been sharing accounts because like I've seen them and buddies like, yo, don't log into AA. Use this one. So, like, they have different, like, users. And people keep trying to add other users to it, right? But once Disney has its curation system in or it's, like, algorithm fully working, it's going to know who's watching it. Like, I'm I'm watching a bunch of, like, superhero cartoons and shit. Chris is watching every Pixar movie possible, Lizzie McGuire and Princess movies. So do you guys have separate profiles set up for yourself, though? Yeah, we do that for Netflix just because, like, the continue watching thing is huge. And, like, we have different lists. Like, it's amazing. We like very opposite movies in a lot of, like, for lack of a better sense of the word. We'll go to movies together that we're both interested in. And, like, sometimes I'll go to movies that I'm not interested in and vice versa. Mainly because I want to see superhero movies. Right. But, like, and that's okay. Because I'm just an enjoyer of movies in general. But when we go into each other's Netflix, like, you can definitely see... Like when one's British, uh, Bridget Jones's diary, um, the holiday and all that stuff. And then you see mine, which is just hot rod, jackass, super bad. This is the end. There's definitely a difference. So if you all of a sudden started seeing a complete change to the way I was watching Netflix, Netflix would be looking like the algorithm would change and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I think it's a very smart system that they've implemented. Now I just can't wait to see how it actually works. But I mean, it, I don't want to get suspended from my Netflix, but... It's I'm, also kind of flawed, though. Oh, it's because, terribly flawed. Because, uh, for example, when, when I started dating my girlfriend, I had brought my PS3 over. And we had uh, used that as our Netflix machine. And for a while there, she was just logging in and using my account. So, uh, and, and, and on Netflix, there's a lot of, uh, like korean cinema and and stuff like that so she would start watching like shows that i'd never watched or like korean movies so uh my recommendations changed significantly right but that doesn't necessarily mean that my account was hacked right i mean that one kind of looks like super obvious too right right and that's the thing (laughs) is like okay like clearly uh uh, this person who has never watched a Korean film once in their life has, has watched never watched these, has not watched these like TV shows once. Now is starting to watch all of them, and yeah, so it, it's flawed in that sense because you know people's life situations change. You know, people will uh, move, have roommates, 
new relationships, ex-lovers, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And it will can can severely affect your uh, your recommendations. So that kind of algorithm is severely flawed. I, I think maybe I think, four years ago, yeah, that would have been severely flawed. Now, I I think technology is too bang on. I would say like, if they were to people use are that smart to f- enough to like create their own account, right? Or if they were profile. to use it to flag accounts, maybe for for like an IP watch type thing. Uh, but if they were to start uh, disabling accounts based off of strange uh, viewing habits, uh, that would be that would be uh, not good. Truthfully, and I, I was talking to somebody who has a little bit of industry knowledge when it comes to this stuff, works for a company that works for Fox. Um, they're under the impression that they're like Disney's not going to do much to implement, the, uh, implement this within the first six months because you don't want to piss off a customer base that dropped $89.99 on the same day. Like there is, there was hundreds of thousands of people today. Who were charged either eight ninety nine or eighty nine ninety nine? Oh shit! I should find out if how if they charge tax. Did they charge tax in Canada? No, it was eighty nine ninety nine flat. Oh nice. So if my sister's listening to this, I owe you three dollars. Three bucks? Oh yeah, well, I think she just sent me thirty five because we we assumed it would be one oh two after tax instead of thirty each. So oh, okay, but I mean whatever, it's it's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's where we're at right now with uh, Disney Plus uh, and Thrust, because that's the coy nickname that the internet is so kindly oh, given at. Eighty nine uh, ninety nine. Now we missed a gorgeous <laughs> ability to to segue, and I apologize for for my miss. But we we referenced Stumble Upon. Stumble Upon um, is a website that was very near and dear to a lot of people, born between I would say. 85 and 93 was that that close it was it was very popular for kind of like killing time but also like learning and it was it was great because if you didn't know what to do on the internet you could just click on it and you'd find a new website we also grew up in the boredom age where the internet was so big that you had um you just had nothing to do and one of the things that i discovered through stumble upon unfortunately left us a few months ago without a lot of people realizing it. And I've seen some Reddit posts about it. Um, But the website ThinkGeek was was a website that was pretty near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. It was where you would go. um, It was actually the original place to purchase nerd culture. Um, Harry Potter stuff, um, Star Wars stuff. I still remember the the Millennium Falcon pizza cutter that I had in college. Um, Got it on ThinkGeek. Um, periodic table shower curtain think geek um they had this massive snorlax pillow lots of really cool stuff um what's the um you watch doctor who right uh i do not okay well there's like a screwdriver that yeah the doctor who screwdriver yeah so you could actually get that and it was like a real screwdriver um also this just in (laughs) i got a text from the other room saying why am i tainting disney like that should it doesn't even rhyme with thrust. <laughs> <laughs> it's Disney Plus and Thrust. Yeah, Disney you, Plus you, and Thrust. <laughs> you can't just say Disney and Thrust. That's just what Disney's doing to us. 
Yeah, it's but, like Netflix and chilling. Somebody came up with it. Yeah. Um, anyways, Think Geek was bought out by EB Games la- uh, two years ago. And I like I noticed some of the stuff was going into stores, but I was like, oh, the website's still going to thrive. Then the website just shut down this this uh, this summer. And the only reason I discovered this, like I only look at it around Christmas when I want stuff. Right. And like I remember That's probably I mean, why, why it's shut down. Well, I mean, other people would use it. Um, I remember two years ago, I got my dad an office warfare kit for his for his desk, which was like a U- little USB like Sam turret that would fire darts across the room. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Nice. Uh, but I, I just wanted to acknowledge that website. I don't know if you guys have used it before. I know you've used it. You were just really bummed in our pre-show when I told you about it. You're like, this took me to EV Games. The hell? Yeah, that's like the most disappointing thing that it like i would have rather it just go to nothing like to a, a GoDaddy like landing page or something like that right well eb was smart they kept the landing page <laughs> they were like yeah we're gonna keep the ip yeah but man that that was the that was the website where you'd find some stuff. of the most obscure stuff yeah and now you can find it literally on amazon so i guess think kind of lived its le- best life um, David, I know you picked it up. I canceled my pre-order, but Death Stranding has come out. The Norman Reedus, uh, walking simulator. <laughs> yeah. Norman Reedus, Amazon delivery simulator where you deliver one baby and it's not a pizza. No, the baby, you don't even deliver the baby. The baby apparently is okay. So here's the thing about Kojima games. If, uh, you guys aren't knowledgeable of them you need a lot of free time to play it because what? there's a lot of cutscenes. so i've only played for maybe like an hour and a half uh but really i've only played for about 10 minutes is it much like the beginning of god of war where you get into one big fight and then it's just you're walking for fucking ever uh well yeah the the opening video is probably about or the opening cutscene is probably about 10 minutes long and then you walk for maybe about five minutes. Please, please tell me you leave that cave and it's just desert walking and that's it. You're just uh, naked no, the, Norman the, Reedus. Honestly, the the landscape. Oh no, naked Norman Reedus is. Uh, oh no, he's in the beginning, but it's more of a part of the like a memory or something like that. Which I don't know if that's going to continue on later in the game, like if it's like a, a premonition or something like that, but. Uh, the, the landscapes are beautiful. Like, the game does look amazing. I have no idea what's going on. The babies, apparently, uh, they they carry the babies around. They're actually called BB, like letter B, letter B, but they're it's pronounced baby. Like, I thought that was your nickname for me. Uh, well, it was, but I can't use it now because I'll probably get sued. Um, uh, so they, they use these babies to uh, see these invisible creature things that will kill people or like take their souls or bodies or something like that. I, I really don't know. Um, and I guess the premise of the game is trying to reconnect civilization across the United States to bring back America because something happened, uh, and America and uh, pretty much the world was like destroyed. And now there's just a bunch of different colonies that are, uh, kind of connected and and they even though they have vehicles uh everything's delivered by hand yeah it's kind of weird um 
but I'm I'm sure that I will once I have like three or four days off straight, I'll uh, have enough time to really dive into the gameplay because it's one of those things that I'm I'm at home. I'm like, oh, you know what? I got I got some time. I could play some video games, uh, but not Death Stranding because I don't have that much time. Uh, that's really <laughs> sad too. Like I feel so. Like I'm just looking at some of the reviews now, and I'm not sure I feel as if it was even well received. Um, 83 well, Metascore. That's pretty good. Yes, but the user rating's a 5.8, and yeah, you you know how you and I have debated debated like trying to find the median there. So yeah, game's roughly a seven. Um. The biggest thing to me is the the hundred didn't come from IGN. No, IGN gave them a six, and that's crazy in itself, right? Yeah. Um, if, if you look at where some of the reviews are coming from, though, generally the North American ones are lower, um, and ones from Europe and Asia are more. Are, are higher and, and more favorable. Well, I mean, Asia loves their Kojima games. Well, I think it's also the, it's, uh, and Kojima said in an interview as well, you know, uh, North Americans prefer, you know, the fast paced shooters and stuff like that. And that's not what his game is, which is understandable, right? Like um, even games like uh, Metal Gear Solid, you know, there was, there, yeah, there's stealth action games, but they did have their, action part to it right yeah uh this is as far as i can tell a lot of walking uh but people don't buy the kojima games for the gameplay specifically right like you're gonna buy it for the story for the the graphics of the game like because honestly like they they push the technology when they release a game my, my only concern is a game that took four years that we know of to develop and produce came up with a 6.8. And the last time we saw a game hyped this large for the PlayStation was God of War. And that game, although a lot of walking, was a visual masterpiece. It controlled very well. I'm still bitter that you can't... Like, it was so linear you couldn't throw people off cliffs. Or no, you could throw people off cliffs, but if you wanted to get somewhere faster, you couldn't just jump to the next level. You had to walk all the way through right. a, a pattern. But I like, think though, I'm, I'm just looking at like IGN's ratings for some games right now in the last two weeks. Call of Duty's Modern Warfare multiplayer got a higher review of 7.5. The game's total review was an eight. Luigi's Mansion got an 8.3. I mean, they're yeah. Pr- Luigi's Mansion is great. Which Except- we'll we'll kick on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, I think part of the the concern that you have about you know the length of development and the reception of the game is valid. But also think about what led to the product, like to the creation of Kojima Games. Right, that was at the end of or throughout the production of Metal Gear Solid Five, was it not? Yeah, uh, it was right after and, Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, and like there was that whole kind of forceful leaving of Kojima from Konami, right? So then he created his own own company. So like there's there is a whole lot more involved. It's not just a, this established company has been working on this game for forever. It was they established a company, and this is their first game, and. 
it's phenomenal that they've created something that looks like this, right? That has all of these big name actors, that has a story that is different, right? And yeah, I, th I think a lot of people were expecting it to be, you know, hundreds across the board. Uh, but honestly, an eight isn't bad. What, like a six isn't even bad. A six is a game that, you know, you enjoy playing. So I don't know. Like I, I will still play games that get an average rating of like six or seven because those are still like those aren't bad games. Do you fear if, if a game is like gets, you know, one or two, then yeah, okay stay clear but yeah do you, that. do you fear that the the days of single player game exclusives are finally ending and it's I, I shouldn't say finally ending but their popularity is dropping so rapidly that Sony's going to have to scramble to find like consistent content that can drive them to their console like I know they just released their 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 version of their game pass but when you look at games like god of war which wait sony released game pass of their version of game pass it's something like that it's called playstation unlimited or playstation playstation now yeah that's been out for years well i mean like now it's popular like oh. they're they're heavily advertising it sorry i shouldn't say they oh, just yeah. released it but they're like yeah, cause... it's on every like hockey game i watch that's a commercial because yeah, the nhl Playsta and playstation have a, a thing their playstation now system was streaming games not actually loading them to your console unless they've changed that but but now Anyways. it's huge or I like think... it's hugely advertised but what i'm not sorry i want to make sure i get the question perfect before or um articulate enough that you can give me a proper answer okay so if you take games like god of war um, Death Stranding, and we'll we'll even go to like The Last of Us or the original um, Dying Light. These were all single player games. These were all console exclusives. These were all big bang games, right? These were the these are the console sellers. Um, um, Uncharted, and then to some extent, um, fuck, what was that game called that I bought and I hated? The, the one with the zombie... Days Gone. Days Gone. Do you... This was Sony's biggest draw for years. Hell, it's why I got a PlayStation, because I was missing out on these single-player games that were console exclusives, like Spider-Man. I bought a PlayStation solely for that purpose. I've been loyal to Microsoft as long as I've had... Since my 360. I found the multiplayer better. But do you feel... Or, like, do you think the perception's becoming these single-player games aren't doing as well as they could? Because people want the interactiveness. People want the ability to play games with their friends. And now with cross-play, they have the ability to play more games with more people. The biggest console driver for hardware sales is diminishing because these games are not the highest quality anymore. I would have to disagree to an extent i wouldn't say that the games aren't as high quality as they were before i i, I think games like spider-man you know that was very well received it was actually one of the best superhero games released in a long time uh god of war that was very well received game it won a ton of awards yeah um i also said those were exceptions 
But so th- those are the things, though. That those are games that Sony, and and I think Sony isn't at any time soon going to tell their second and third party, uh, or I guess they're they're all second party companies, right? That make games exclusively for their console. Um, they are not going to tell them to stop making single player content because the games that they are releasing are still quality games. So people people do buy the PS4 for those quality single player games. I can't think of a game that came out on the Xbox that was exclusive to the Xbox that everyone was like, "Oh, you need to buy an Xbox for this this game." Um The Nintendo Switch well, that, I, I that's would, an anomaly I, as well. But I would say the Nintendo Switch is more on the same scale as uh, the PlayStation, where Nintendo has their f- uh, first and second party games that are coming out exclusively for the Switch that they're they're great, and you need to have a Switch to play them, and people are buying it. Uh, just like how I know people are still buying God of War. People are still buying... Um, even though Days Gone wasn't as well received as it it could have been it was very broken uh, yeah but it was still a solid enough game that it it sold i, I wouldn't necessarily say like it, it people rushed out to buy consoles for it but it was a reason to have a playstation 4 and i think it still is um will they continue this m- methodology whatever uh for the PlayStation 5, I think so because it it does work for them. They have this thing that they can say that Microsoft doesn't. Yeah. Uh, even games like uh, Gears of War 5, right? That's a Microsoft console exclusive. It's on PC as well, but uh, it was not. I didn't hear as much about that as I had about some of these other PlayStation exclusives. I'm, I'm curious to know if we're not hearing about it as much because Microsoft's now publishing all first-party games right into Game Pass. So it's like, hey, you can either go buy it or you can just have it on Game Pass. Fuck it. But you would think that if everyone who has Game Pass, which is a lot of people, like they advertise it heavily and they have a lot of the promos where you can buy a month or three months now, I think for their holiday promo it's like three months of Game Pass for a dollar or three dollars or something like that. If everyone has it, you'd think that there'd be more talk about it because there's there's not a significant paywall behind yeah, accessing and, the game, right? And now they're making it cheaper to, to get. Um, I'm just looking at global hardware sales for this entire generation. And like PlayStation is like they had that hot start, right? Right. So they're they're at 101 million. 101.9 million uh, for this entire generation. They had a four-month lead on the Xbox One, but, I mean, four months isn't going to cover this gap. They also had brilliant press to start. Brilliant press. Everything mm-hmm. was perfect for them. They had a rough launch with some of their, their original console exclusives, um, but then they had, like, you, you had The Last of Us remastered come out, and then they had, like, f- three Uncharted. You had a Tomb Raider come out, eight, like, six months beforehand. You had God of War coming out, which kept people hyped up. 
and like God of War and Spider-Man were console sellers in themselves because everybody wanted to play those games. Right. Xbox One is at $43.8 million for the generation, and you see the original, like, it had one of the softest hardware lunches I think I've ever seen. Like, I remember picking mine up and being like, damn, this thing is A, fucking huge, <laughs> and B, like, what am I going to do? Like, nobody has Xbox One. Like, you and mm-hmm. I bought one right away, um, and that was pretty much it for, like, my original friends who got it. And then I had some other friends get it right up, like pretty quickly but it was like there was that kind of grind to it a little bit um and the switch which has been out a year less than both consoles a year a year less than xbox one and a year and a half almost less than right. playstation is about to pa- pass xbox and will likely pass xbox by christmas they're at 41.5 million um rumors are out there that they're going to have some fat black friday bundles for the Switch to try and move some uh, A, Pokemon, and B, some games that maybe didn't have the strongest launches in the middle of the year. Um, there will be a Smash bundle, from what I understand. There's still your standard, like, Mario Odyssey mm-hmm. bundle. And I believe there will be a Pokemon bundle. Uh, I believe there is a Pokemon bundle out already for the Switch. A, a Black Friday deal, though. Oh, true. Okay. Like, you get a game and a digital version of some game yeah but like nintendo like going with your argument yeah nintendo has a lot of those console exclusive things it doesn't really do cross platform yet xbox is still just it's kind of doing its thing people people respect the xbox enough to just leave it alone the problem is like even with people i work with when people are like oh do you want to play call of duty i'm like sure and they're like what do you have i'm like xbox and like i'm out xbox four to one i'm like well now i have to do the activision code and i have to do this that and the other thing and there's so many cross-platform problems like you and i linked up last or the other night chat didn't work if you were in the party it just didn't work and it kept kicking us out of the party and you had to reparty up every single match i still can't see you on my friends list but you can yeah, see me it it's i can see i can see you but i can't see that it is you oh right? I just like, unknown the, player, the profile right? shows up but no name so just keep your like your little icon something unique, and then I can I know it's you. But, uh, but see that's the thing. It's like uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare just came out not too long ago. Uh, it's Activision's first cross-platform multiplayer game, so there's bound to be some bugs with it. With right, like growing pangs. It's the first time that they've done it, um, and they're doing it on their own. Right. It's not like uh, it's not like Microsoft. And uh, Nintendo working together to getting cross-platform play for Minecraft or for uh, Rocket League and stuff like that. This is a—I I don't think that this is a uh, uh, a thing that Sony and Microsoft and uh, well, I guess Sony and Microsoft are are kind of helping Activision with. So, you know what? Like, I'm I'm just happy that they—it's being tried that they, they're doing it right. Um, and they will obviously be, you know, releasing patches and updates and increasing their infrastructure for it. Uh, but I think it's great that we can play online Call of Duty, you know, like and and if if anyone hasn't played the new Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare, if you liked Modern Warfare or Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, like the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty PS3 one, this is that multiplayer like all over again. So. I'm just happy that we can play a game that 
we played in college, right? Together across like I can play on my PS4, you can play on your your Xbox and yeah, it's other than a few bugs that we run into along the way, you know, it it works. So yeah, it like I I wanted to get into um, Call of Duty in a minute. Just close the loop on this a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think you're right when it comes to Death Stranding. It's going to be a game for some, not all. Um, the six is just discouraging for me because, like, PlayStation people um, or, like, Sony executives were really banking on this to kind of, like, finish out their PS4. We right. don't know what the PS5 is going to be like. We know that um, they are trying to possibly delay <laughs> the... the uh, um, the Last of Us Two, that yeah, which I mean, if they do, it's kind of a bullshit move because they've already like delayed the release twice. But just consistently, aside from Spider Man, which is like had no Sony official uh, affiliation whatsoever, aside from uh, Insomniac was paid for the exclusive rights, even that game got delayed. Mm-hmm. So Sony's had a very hard time making deadlines right now, and I think they're trying to push everything to their PS5. And I hope it works out for them. I'll probably own a PS5, even though I'm more likely to get the the, the new Xbox, whatever they're actually going to call it. Right. Um, just because I like the controller, I like the familiarity, and more importantly to me, like I know crossplay for PC and Xbox works great, but more importantly for me, it's like familiarity. I know, I know what the console is going to do. I know its limitations. I also like the like. I can't play shooters on PlayStation. It just doesn't work for my hands. My hands, my muscle memory is programmed otherwise. And it's the same button. Stupid. Yeah. Um. I I I can see with you know Dust Stranding. Um. I can see that going on sale fairly quickly. Uh, in part because it is, you know, it, there is a multiplayer component, but it's more of a, uh, uh, like in Dead Souls or whatever it is. Yeah. Dark Souls where you can, other people, like their actions in their games can influence your game. I have that currently turned off because uh, they actually, people can spoil the game or you can, the, things that people do in their game that can show up in yours can can spoil it. Um but uh, I can see the game going on sale probably fairly quickly, uh, you know, closer to Christmas time and and whatnot. Well, look at last uh, year. History repeats itself. God of War came out uh, early November, and it was on sale on Black Friday for forty nine ninety nine in Canada. Yeah, I think I got it on sale just before Christmas for uh, thirty bucks. Yeah, like fantastic game if you haven't played it play it the story is so good the game is beautiful play it play it play it i just i I, i've watched reviews for death stranding i've watched twitch for death stranding and i am so glad i canceled because i just don't think i have that kind of time i just downloaded outer worlds i play nhl i play call Mm -hmm. of duty um i'm playing our next game that we're going to be talking about or i i've actually just unpackaged it it arrived the other day um with pokemon sword and shield um, quickly about Kojima. I, I know I sent you this photo, but I won the gaming lottery the other day. I went into, an, unfortunately, a microplay that was closing. There's not very many good game stores left, but if you live in an area with a microplay, honestly, go check it out. It is the best game store. 
available for that kind of stuff. Another good good game store is Gamerama in Toronto. It's very similar. Um, they're not affiliated at all, but all the microplays like they're just jumbo videos that have converted, um, or some of them are still. Anyways, this this game store closed, and they had up to fifty percent off new games or ticket prices. Metal Gear Solid Five with Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain, so the, both prequels, or the the prequel and the game. So I got the definitive experience with all the DLC and everything. Picked it up for twenty dollars, regular price eighty nine ninety nine, because they're closing. Brand, Wait, what did you get for eighty nine ninety nine? The entire Metal Gear Solid Five. The definitive experience all games oh yeah that's right yeah like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go check them out again before they close but uh, yeah it's very brother up if you find anything send me a message well i, I did that's why i bought that <laughs> oh i didn't know that you were sending that to ask if i wanted it i don't but well you know. no they only had one copy but like i the thing to me was like i remember picking i think the prequel was the phantom pain right no grounds ground, ground, ground zeros, zeros. Yeah, I remember playing through that like five times. I was like, I'm going to play it like Rambo. Then I'm going to play it super stealth. And then I remember it being like, um, it was heralded as like one of the best open world games possible. Like, although the map was small, Snake could do so much and you had the ability to, it was a really good stealth game that kind of put games like SOCOM and, um, like the Tom Clancy, like Wildlands games to shame. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was really based on your stealth, but you were allowed to play another way and you got to create your gameplay and that kind of dictated how everything was. I never got around to buying it. And then I saw it. I was like, brand new for 20 bucks. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. If I had $25 left in my account, I would have bought it. Mm-hmm. Cause like you don't, you don't like none of the Nintendo stuff was marked down, but that was marked down. So just so you guys know, if, you're in the area, Microplay Kitchener or Cambridge, sorry, is uh, closing its doors on November 31st. So sad day, sad day. But there are still other locations. Um, we're not affiliated with anybody. Um, we do have one of our sponsors run a different um, gaming store, and they will actually be um, sponsoring a segment coming up later. Um, but yeah, we're not really affiliated with any gaming store. We just love gaming stores. We'll talk about EB. We'll talk about everybody. Nobody pays us for advertising. Pokemon. Nobody pays us, period. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Nobody pays us, period. That's true. We're doing this for the love of of the game. And we want to become famous. And by that, I mean we're just two guys that went to school together and have a passion for the same things and want to tell you guys all about it. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, or shall I say the most awkwardly rated Pokemon game of all time. And that includes Pokemon Rumble U, which... Is scored... it the most controversial Pokemon game of all time? For Pokemon Rumble U or for Sword and Shield? Sword and Shield. I'll give it that. The the user... Or, sorry, the average score is an 8.2. And that's from Metacritic. Now, if you look at the user score, it's fucking 4. IGN gave it a, a 9.3, but we all know where IGN lives when it comes to Nintendo games. With money. <laughs> yeah. Will you give us a 9? Here's a million dollars. Yeah. Um, here's my thing. Everything I'm looking at is, to be honest, this game is so disappointing. Don't get me wrong. It looks nice and is visually appealing, but the game just ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so bad. 
Uh, this was a waste of money for me. I put five hours into the game and got really bored because of the lack of difficulty and constant hand-holding. I think, a lo- I think the biggest thing that happened was they couldn't differentiate Pokemon Let's Go to Pokemon Sword and Shield enough. Hell, I would love a Pokemon Let's Go style gameplay, you know, or not gameplay, but a viewpoint, uh, but have a regular Pokemon style gameplay. Well, it does kind of give you that a little bit. But, like, there's some Pokemon that you can't see until you're a higher level, and it really fucks with you on that. So, like, if you walk around, like, bushes or trees, sometimes they'll just shake. You have no idea what's in there. And then you have to go fight it, and if it's too strong for you, it just kills you. So, I... I don't know. I... I... Why couldn't it have been just the new way? Why did it have to be the old and the new way? See, I think they were... I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Pokemon Sword and Shield. I I had it pre-ordered, right? Because I was like, you know what? This is this is the the game that I want. You know, I've been waiting for a console version of a Pokemon game that isn't like a remake or a spin-off or whatever. But then they just it it feels like a half-assed Pokemon game. That's one of the comments I just read, and some of the new Pokemon are just using sprites from old Pokemon and changing them up. There's ve- they they call it lack of creativity. Um, there's one here that I should mention to listeners, um, which is fairly highly upvoted. Is if you downloaded it digitally, there is a bug in the game that could nuke your SD card and possibly break your Switch, and this has been reported by numerous people. That's scary, especially in the digital age where you like. What's Nintendo gonna do? Sorry. Yeah, it's it it's uh it doesn't like break your Switch, but it will. Uh, It'll it break will... it. No, it won't. From, it doesn't brick it. From it what I understood, you have formats. To like... It formats the SD card. Um. So the the one thing I was reading was, um, I should air quote brick. But it will leave it so you can't shut it off, and you'll have to kill it. So, uh, which kind of sucks because you can't put it back in the dock to just have it sit there, because then it'll charge in the dock, unless you disconnect the charger, I guess. But you need the the charger to power the HDMI, so you just let it sit there and cook, <laughs> because the screen's just on and it's not moving. So, that's what I mean by bricking. It's like bricking a cell phone. Just it sits there until it dies, and then you can fix it. Yeah. Um. So like, right before I actually canceled my pre-order, like the the day before release. Um. Why, David? Because more information came to light. There was a review embargo on the game until like the like noon, the day of release. Um. Nintendo stopped giving out pre-release copies for reviews because there was uh, too many leaks. Um, and there's there's just more evidence of what Game Freak did not include or what they took out and their reasoning behind it just didn't sit well with me because, like I had said earlier, I was looking for a core Pokemon game, like the classic handheld 
kind of story and experience, but on a home console. And the fact that there's, out of all the Pokemon released to date, 67-ish percent are not in the game. Which like, is at all. insane, because the Pokedex is, what, 800 and something now? Yeah. There is more Pokemon not in the game than there has been Pokemon released. Right? Like, uh, other things, like the the animation... Have have you seen some of the like the videos? Yeah, like it's kind they're, of they're they're awful. Like they are they it's like animation from like the GameCube era. Um, you remember talking about this would have been a few months ago. This might have actually been when we were the next episode because time might have been involved. Boy, was that fun back in the day. Um, but do you remember when we talked about Nintendo? trying to rush two titles and Pokemon and Metroid were the ones that we thought might get rushed, miss quality control and be huge disappointments. Yes. Met like they were smart enough to shut Metroid down. But don't you think this sword and shield whirlwind of six months has been a little fast considering like at E three we really learned about it? Or not E three, just it was the um the Nintendo Direct just before E three. And then it was like hyped up November. We're getting a Pokemon game a year after we got let's go. And two years after we got Pokemon go and let's go was just kind of like a taste, but let's go is a complete game. It is Pokemon yellow with brand new graphics. Some Alolan Pokemon. It's cool. And, and you know what? Pokemon let's go. I honestly think it looks better visually than Pokemon sword and shield. Wow. It just looks more refined. And, yeah, like, that's that's the type of game that I was looking forward to. Um, now, granted, in the days of online connected consoles, this doesn't mean that Nintendo or Game Freak can't update and add things to the, the game. But I highly doubt that they will. Uh, they've been very vocal that the global pokedex or whatever is no longer a thing you can't bring uh your your pokemon from past games into sword and shield because they don't exist in the game um there's there's just like a lot of stuff that they like they took out and are they did they make this game for first time players or are they delusional in thinking that the hardcore players that have been playing this game since gen one gen, gen two like even from like the beginning of like uh, black and white or x and y right those players are the ones that are are going to be the most excited for this game yeah. not the new players that have never played a pokemon game before it's going to be the black and white which was like a very unique crowd yeah um so they cut all of the stuff out that people have been used to and looking forward to and they're like oh sorry that's what we're doing deal with it i i was talking to uh someone the other day like just before release who uh he has pokemon from like the earliest games that allowed you to uh upload them to the like online pokedex and transfer them to previous games like he's got pokemon that he has played in every game since 
And he's like, I can't even transfer those Pokemon into the new one. No, and they're creating a new type of bank that's going to allow you to be interactive with Pokemon Go and Let's Go. Um, and and is that a problem though? Because like, I I think okay, yeah, it's kind of interesting that they connected Pokemon Go to Pokemon Let's Go, right? Because those are the same mechanics, and and whatnot. But this is a this is a different game, right? Like, you you can get Pokemon in Pokemon Go easily, right? Yeah. Whereas this, like the the core Pokemon games, the whole challenge of getting Pokemon added to your Pokedex was either finding someone that had it and trading with them, right? Because it it they had the game on a different or a different version of the game, or finding that rare Pokemon and getting their health down just enough so that you could capture them. Yeah. And now, well, you still have to do that, which is good to an extent. It's just, but if I can, if I can get a, a a Pokemon in Pokemon Go, upload it online, and then transfer that to Pokemon Sword, then that kind of takes out the challenge, right? Because it could be something that I already have, because Pokemon Go has been out for a few years now, right? I don't know. I, I feel like it. They they've crippled their infrastructure that they've had for so long. And they are no longer making this game for the old players. Like they're they're gonna draw in the the people who are new to the series that aren't that have no knowledge of these features that were. Um, and yeah, they're they're gonna have people that are diehard Pokemon fans that are gonna buy it anyways. Uh, and they're just gonna be content with you know it. It's the old saying whatever you take what you can get right yeah beggars can't be choosers right we yeah want, exactly right? we wanted it so bad and and that's the thing is that the problem because we've wanted this game for so bad is that what why people are just like yeah you know what it's better than nothing well like here's the thing every like the the um the pokemon website doesn't have an up-to-date pokedex so the last pokedex number it shows is um 809 which is melmetal now they've released and like obviously i think they're trying not to spoil it for a bunch of people like what pokemon are in this game but the last generation which was sun and moon was 87 pokemon if you go back even further 22 minus the the generation before that which was probably my third favorite generation was x and y X and Y only had 72 new pocket monsters. If you go right. back, like the first generation was 150, and then the next one was almost 150. No, sorry, the first generation was 151. Well, Mew, yeah, okay. But yeah. if you go to the end of Gen 2, where does that number lead you? I think, oh my god, this is loading so slow. <laughs> it loads like 12 Pokemon at a time. Like, I'm still in the first 150. That's how awesome Generation 1 was. The, the other big thing is, like, when you look at the commercial that you see, one of my favorite Pokemon of all time was Squirtle. That's the starter I always loved getting just because I really loved Blastoise. Blastoise was my boy. I love Blastoise. Well, yeah, Squirtle was my OG. Um, I, I, I hope I, you have fond memories of Squirtle because you can't fucking get him. But hackers have found both Squirtle and Bulbasaur 
in the code. What's more upsetting about this? And <laughs> this is the thing that really pisses people off is Blastoise was in the goddamn commercial. <laughs> and and as a, exactly as a like big they had that commercial, like the big awesome commercial, like the Generations commercial that had all of these Pokemon in it. And you're like, oh, sweet. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of Pokemon in this game. And really, they're like, huh, psych. That's why you don't listen and pay attention to advertisements, because we got ya. Um, Generation 2 was also 100 Pokemon. But that that's still, that's 250 Pokemon, right? Like Two, 251 Pokemon. Oh, there you go. You're learning. Uh, and, and apparently, there's no endgame content either. What was it? Pokemon, uh, was it Pearl? That had the entire Kanto region? In it, like you could play through the entire first game after you beat Pokemon Pearl. So, uh, Silver and Gold did that too. After you beat, um, after you beat Johto, you could come back and go beat Kanto again. Yeah, like th- that's that's what I was hoping for. You know, I th- they already had the 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 whole Kanto region built because they did Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. They could have added that as a uh, end game content. But they didn't. Because Game Freak's like, you're going to give us your money anyways. Nintendo's like, oh, you fools. And you know what I'm like? No. I will not give you my money. Yeah, like, uh, I was given it as a gift, which I'm very grateful for the gift. You should you should tell that person that gave you that as a gift that they are the worst gift givers. Do your research. I'm just joking. I know who gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Please do your research. No, like when I look at it, I, I'm still very interested in playing it and to see how it goes. But I'm I'm disappointed to hear that once you beat like this version of the Indiglo Plateau or the Final Four, all you get is a Charmander. And and is it true that gym leaders only have a maximum of three Pokemon? I think that's been a standard for a while now, though. Because even like but, in like, Pokemon no... Go, like Team Rocket is always three. Yes, but that Team Rocket is never. It's Team Rocket. Come on now. But, yeah, I guess. Uh, it, there's no... Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the league? Four? Uh, the the Elite Four? Elite Four. There's no Elite Four in the new game. No. You know, stuff like that. Like, So here's the thing. I I am interested in playing the game. I, I haven't completely written it off. But for when games in Canada, after tax in Ontario cost almost $100 for just like a base, non-premium, non-deluxe version of the game. Just a base game. Almost 100 bucks. You know, if, if I'm going to buy a game that is has content removed from previous games that have been a standard, you know, that that is severely lacking in what we are used to or what you can expect, especially for like the next generation, like the next iteration in a series, when... when Games should be taking steps forward, not leaps back. That's not worth it for me. It's true. So so I'm going to buy this game if I can find it on sale, but I'm not going to pay full price for it. That That's kind of where we're... Like, it, it seems to me like it's a $50 game. I think, I think they cheated the system, and they beat us. And that's kind of where we're at was uh let's go pikachu and eevee uh full price when they released i think they were i believe so but 
I think about I it, enjoyed those it. games. Yeah, but those are those are the full games, right? Now I do think that they have their uh, adventuring battle mechanics crippled because it's just catching Pokemon, but they have the full story from the original Pokemon, like blue and red. They have they have battles in there, right? Like you can still fight your Pokemon in a classic Pokemon battle against trainers. They have the full game. They have a story. So, and you know what you're getting with that. Whereas, so the, I don't think the expectations for those games were as high as they were for Pokemon Sword and Shield. So that's why it wasn't as disappointing, right? Because mm-hmm. like you knew exactly what you're getting. And honestly, like right now, I would rather spend, I would rather buy Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu at full price before I buy Pokemon Sword or Shield. That's fair. Um, developers lied about creating high-quality 3D models from scratch and new animations of older Pokemon. Very un- unprofessional. Um, the The final thing I'm going to say about Pokemon here is I, th- I truly believe X and Y was going to... I thought that was the, the franchise turning point. Well, it that, was. That, 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 that game was crisp. It utilized the 3DS to its full potential. You, Minus the 3D. Well, no, because there was like those towns that were 3D, right? Some of them, yeah. And some of the battle mechanics were a little bit more 3D. Um, and then we saw Sun and Moon. And Sun and Moon tried this like kind of Harvest Moon feel that didn't feel very organic or normal for a Pokemon game. It felt more like a, you have to walk across the screen in this 3D plane to open up another 3D plane. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't smooth. Like wasn't mm. just like walking um in a platformer or anything like that. You felt you felt the screen move with it. And now you are having a lot of the same complaints. I, I'm hopeful that what'll happen is they re-release either uh, they've already done yellow, so I'd assume silver or gold will be the next one to get redone, or maybe crystal, just because it's kind of like a a more unique approach to the game, um, but, uh, in more of a Pokemon Go style, but with battling. I think I think this is Nintendo's play right now. Nintendo is getting mad bad press about this, so. Maybe it's time you you take a step back, you learn from your Metroid mistakes, and re-release either a Crystal or an X and Y, because X and Y had a lot of the fundamentals that the Switch can easily handle. The Switch should handle that game no problem. Hell, they could probably port any of the 3DS games over to the Switch in no time at all. But you just have to make it so the Pokemon are live, and you get to actually walk around and be immersed in the Pokemon game. Yeah. I think... This is what Nintendo might also do. They might go the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon way and re-release Pokemon Sword and Shield with, you know, quality of life improvements, some slight changes, and release it as Ultra Sword or, like, Mega Sword and bigger bigger Shield. What? At an incredible discount for people who already purchased the game. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Nintendo. That's not going to happen. Ever. <laughs> um... Yeah, so 
right now the jury's still out i'm gonna play through it i'm gonna try and crush a lot of it sounds like i'm gonna be able to crush this game pretty quickly because most people have already yeah apparently it's not a very long story yeah and if that's the case like completing a pokedex with like 190 pokemon shouldn't be that hard considering you get pikachu so that that's where we're kind of at. Uh, quickly before we go, we we have some news. David and I are breaking up. No, I'm just kidding. We're getting married. <laughs> Even better. Um, the original Facebook page that we had that you guys are fans of and you listen to and you you follow. Um, unfortunately, due to Facebook's new rules, when we changed scene on uh, when David and I rebranded and decided to make a podcast on our own. Um, to the scene on screen podcast. Um, Facebook didn't like that. They didn't like the fact that we rebranded and they took away all our content. Um, it's really disappointing because we had a lot of stuff shared there. Um, yeah. Going all the way back to when we had the website Next Gem. Um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that we are going to lose all that content, but we, we have to close that account by, I believe, the end of the year. Which is unfortunate, but it was something that we received because we keep trying to change the name. We received a cease and desist from Facebook, and we've just decided that it would be easier to to completely rebrand and go our own way. Start uh, fresh. We will be using... Our only platforms are going to be social media right now. We're going to be using Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as well as, of course, our iTunes platform, Google Play, and we will be on Spotify come the new year. I believe that's that's on our, our docket of plans. Um, nice. We encourage you to follow the new page. We are going to... We understand that it's not going to be appealing following a page with zero people or zero fans, um, but over time it'll grow, and you guys will come and join us, and you'll have a good time. We promise. Yeah, be the founders. Help us. Yeah. Every small community has to start off with just two people. Um, and our <laughs> <laughs> our mission statement has changed slightly, and we, we're really excited to want to bring Scene on Screen to the forefront of the community. We want it to be a community-driven podcast, not just Sean and David's opinions. Obviously, our opinions are what drive the show, but we want to make sure and encourage um interaction with fans and people who are posting if there's contributors we're gonna we're gonna try and do everything possible to make it as interactive as possible so it's the content you want to hear not just us talking about what we want to talk about right Um, with that being said we we're gonna have only a few more shows for the rest of the year it is becoming christmas time we've got a lot of stuff to do to kind of change things over and with the Facebook rules, we have to make sure that we're doing everything properly just to make sure that there isn't any sort of like copyright issue with the the stuff that we used to create to the stuff that we're creating now. Even though we still own it, they don't believe that we own both. So yeah, it, it's, 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 it's kind of tough, but we're, we're taking care of you guys and we're hoping to, to make scene on screen bigger and better than ever. And we thank you all for your support and your continued listening and your participation. So, from myself and David, uh, thank you. Touching. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. If you like it, subscribe on any place that you can subscribe. Find us back on Facebook, Instagram, yeah, wherever you can find us. Yeah, we'll be around. We'll, we'll take it. We're like roaches. We don't go away. <laughs> yeah. No. All right, everyone. You guys have a great uh, week, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Scene on Screen Podcast.